Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. To the mighty who that nation man we in this thing of uh a happy saints given to all my diehard who that's across the world shout out to you guys thank you for joining me for this a happy episode of the sports coma it is thanksgiving it is turkey day whatever you call it we chilling with family and friends man and during this special time of the holidays so shout out to the fam happy saints given to all the fam out there shout out to the fam tree 
Good to see y'all. What's up, Chantel? Shout out to you, Kevin. What's happening? OG is in the building. What's up, Mike? How you doing, sir? Appreciate everybody for being in the building as well. Brother JT, much love, bro. Brother Torres in this thing. Much love, Pam and Whammy. Shout out to the Queens, man, representing the Who That Nation. Big ups to everybody, man. Peace to Woke. Shout out to your fan. Appreciate you being in the building as well. Uh, he says, hoping we draft the QB this year. That's not a fifth or seventh rounder. I don't see a first round draft pick quarterback happening. My, my, my brother uh, with Dennis Allen sitting on top of the team. Unfortunately, they have quite a few good ones that will be available from rounds one to rounds three. And I don't know if we'll get one, man. I don't I don't I just don't see it happening as long as Derek Carr and Dennis Allen is here. So I think that's probably not going to happen. Marley Mall, shout out to you. Fam. Appreciate y'all for being in the building. Appreciate everybody as we're going to talk a little Saints fam. So. In this one, man, I hope you guys having a fantastic uh, holiday, man, as, uh, you know, chilling with the family and friends and everything, man. I just wanted to talk to the family members. We're going to be doing, it's going to be quite a uh, a little bit busy uh, broadcast afternoon for the family members, giving you guys just a kind of an update on some of the stuff that we're going to be doing tonight. Uh, Shout out to my brother Randolph from the Who That Keeping It Real podcast. We'll be doing a, a... collab coming up later on tonight and then of course we got big low and me and big low gonna collab on the preview for the saints and falcons matchup coming up later on tonight about 9 p.m central time so we're just a little sup for the family members man for some late saints giving uh broadcasting so shout out to the family hope y'all doing all right all right man you know it's no i ain't gonna say it's no rest for the weary because i'm far from weary baby Baby, I'm ready, baby. Let's go, baby. I'm ready. Shout out to the fam, man. Shout out, Reginald. What's happening, fam? Much love. Gobble, gobble, day. There you go. Shout out to you, bro. Appreciate you, man. I've seen that, Sean. Coach Payton is five and five. Uh, I knew Coach Payton's offense eventually will kick in. It take a little time, man. But he has a good offensive system. Russell Wilson just had to pick it up, and he had to get his players involved. He had to move guys out, guys that you know, that he felt like was holding up the progress. He made some moves, some changes. And I think they done won like what three or four in a row. They're now five and five. So it, they have, a, they had quite a turnaround, but I knew eventually if it wasn't this year, it'll be next year that sure that coach Peyton would turn them around. To be honest with you, they really wasn't that bad of a team from a talent perspective. They just didn't have an a identity offensively and guys just didn't believe in what was going on with the head coach. So ultimately at the end of the day, he made the changes, and when you make changes, family, things happen. That's the thing with the Saints. Saints don't make any changes. They talk about it. They, being Dennis Allen, talks about it, but they don't make the changes. Unless somebody is hurt and they forced to, then you'll see changes in the lineup. Like you see here or there, guys, if they're hurt, they can't play, then they are forced to make a change. But no proactive changes are happening with the Saints, but yet still, Perhaps we'll see what, what we just observing this thing. We watching how everything goes into the season. We'll just have to watch and see how it rolls going in here. So, yeah, he says we're going to resign Carr. Well, Carr did say that four years and then he'll, you know, then it's, it's uh, the rookie quarterback we picked up is Hainer's time. And I don't I don't think it'll be Jake Hainer's time at that period of time. We'll see where it is. But can Dennis Allen survive that length of time? I'm saying in the next Inside in the next four to five years, they're going to automatically be changes in the Saints building. Number one, Mickey Loomis is probably going to be gone. 
Kai Harley's probably going to be the general manager inside the next two to three years. Then you'll see what happens. Does he keep Dennis Allen as his coach based on what Dennis Allen is doing on the field? And a lot of things could change between the next two to three years, to be honest with you, fam. A lot of things could change. All right. So shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all for being in the building. Yes, indeed. Chattel is heavy handed on the Saints, man. She said the clowns have to play. Sean Payton and the Broncos on Sunday. Said, <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. So big ups to the fam, man. Good to see y'all. Hope y'all having a fantastic day. Painful Truth says, who is happy about what the Saints are giving? Uh, well, we are happy about Saints giving, but maybe for not, maybe not from in terms of the team. There is some positives, okay? Let us not, you know, forget some of the positives of it, even though the offense is stagnant. The defense is up and down. The team is, uh, I mean, I guess there's some positives, and I'm, I ain't going to say begrudgingly have to find them. But the team currently, man, is, is still a potential, right? There's always a chance. There's always a potential that things could jive, things could flow, things could happen that can change the fortunes of the team moving forward. Things can happen. So we'll see what they are going forward. I'm not a... Hell, I wish I was somebody that could see a few things in just a day into the future. <laughs> oh, man, I hit the hell out of them lottery picks. But listen, all I'm saying is at the end of the day, there are some bright prospects and not as all not as all as bad in the who that nation. There's still a lot of bright prospects and things to look forward to going forward. Not all bad. It's not all dark. We're not the Carolina Panthers family. Carolina is a dismal one and nine right now. They have any, no aspirations of anything right now. So just be thankful that we're not a one and nine dumpster fire who just hired a new coach and they about to fire the coach. And it's just all kind of ways crazy. That is a bright prospect within itself. So, I mean, even though they're not where we want them to be, obviously we know why they aren't, but they're still positive prospects. I can't ignore the positive, right? You know, I'm, I'm supposed to keep it balanced, right? All right, so anyway, shout out to the fam, man, as we keep it going. Shrine, shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you being here as well. Pelicans, Nola, good to see you, fam. Appreciate you. Happy Turkey Day to all y'all, man. Pammy says, love my Saints, but I checked out until DA gets ratatouille looking ass. <laughs> yeah, he do look, he kind of, that. He do, I, I'm not going to get on. I ain't going to talk about it, man. I'll be tearing him up. All right, so anyway, let's jump into some of this stuff, fam. Let's get it going, man. Y'all can feel free to drop questions or comments in the section, and we'll go over it. Uh, starting the broadcast off, we'll take a look at this article right here. As Saints Derek Carr likely to play versus the Falcons after clearing concussion protocol. From Bleacher Report, Saints are in line to get their starting quarterback back for Sunday's matchup against the Falcons, according to Cat Tarot. Carr cleared concussion protocol Thursday. That means it is likely he will play in the NFC South showdown. He suffered the injury during the Saints' Week 10 loss to the Vikings. He exited in the third quarter and did not return, although he was a full participant in Wednesday's practice after the team's bye week. Unfortunately for the Saints, they will not be at full strength because Michael Thomas is on the IR because of a knee setback, and cornerback Marshawn Lattimore is dealing with ankle injury. So Winston entered the game against the Vikings, and after Carr suffered the concussion and shoulder injury, and you see you with Jameis went 13 to 25 for 122, two touchdowns against two picks. Offense did show some life. Sunday's game against the Falcons 
It's an important win. It's the first place in the NFC South at five and five, but just one game ahead of the four and six Falcons and four and six Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It already lost the Buccaneers once this season and still has two games remaining against Atlanta, so it cannot afford many head to head losses. And there are no teams, y'all, excuse the noise. I mean, <laughs> we as families around, man, there are no teams above 500 in the entire division, but the Saints can change that. If Carr plays well against the Falcons, he won't have Thomas on the outside, but Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid have been the two top wideouts from a yardage standpoint. They should be able to generate yards through the air against Atlanta. That is the middle and 18th in the league in points allowed per game. It's a solid matchup for Carr to establish some consistency after throwing 10 touchdowns and four picks in 10 games. So Carr, and re- really, to be honest with you, Carr is really suffering, you know, be, you know, be labored with all these different injuries that land, you know, the Green Bay Packer game when the guy slammed him down, I think he bruised his, severely bruised his ribs. I don't, you know, I hadn't heard stuff about broken ribs. I don't know about that. I just think that he just hadn't been right. And he's nervous. Now you can say nervous in the pocket, but he's uncomfortable in the pocket. The dude's uncomfortable in the pocket. You can tell he's not comfortable standing in there. Everything is uh, forced and everything is impatient. Everything is checked down. Everything is like that. So, you know, Carr is, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Saints deal with it. But once again, there is no change. There has not been spoken of any change. I'm going to play uh, Dennis Allen's teleconference that he had. Uh, when him talking about it, also Pierre Paul will get a little bit of his in his interview as he makes his way on to the team as well. All right, so let's move into the next article right here. And that's uh, the Thursday injury report that was released not too long ago. Five Saints players listed on the injury list. Uh, Saints listed on it. They released the report for week 12. Lattimore here. The ankle issue was DMP. Hearst played fully practiced. Kendra Miller. Had an ankle issue. He was shut down, as we know. Ryan Ramchek limited. Isaiah Foskey is also limited in the matchup. And you see Ryan Ramchek has a knee issue, and he's getting rest. Them knees for Ryan Ramchek, boy, he, what a tremendous damn fall that he had. So Atlanta with Matt Collins is dealing with an ankle issue. He was DMP. David Onyemata, Tyler Haneke, D'Alford, and Young Ho Koo all limited in action. Young Ho Koo, the kicker, has a a back issue. So we'll see what's going on with that as well. So anyway, with that being said, a lot of stuff going on with the Falcons and the saints right now, uh, in terms of the injury situation, we'll have to see whether or not what these guys can do to get better. Uh, and saints. And, and like I said, the big question is what the hell does, uh, does, uh, uh, does Dennis Allen and all these other guys do? What the hell do they do in terms of, fixing the offensive issues and woes that the team currently places. They have not, have not been any uh, uh, explanation of uh, talking about change from an offensive standpoint. Does Pete Carmichael keep calling the plays? And it's just nobody has any faith in this administration because they're full of BS. You know, don't say the C word, which is change, and don't do anything. Do not de- do, do not do uh, or talk about doing or talk about making changes and then don't make any damn changes. We'll go into it. But anyway, let's move on to this next one. NFL fans are saddened by the latest update on former Saints Drew Brees. I know y'all guys probably heard about the Drew Brees situation as well. And we talking about what what Drew Brees said. I know y'all probably seen some of this stuff about Drew, man. And it's sad, man, when I heard uh, Drew Brees said that. And this is just a side effect of playing in the league, man. 
So let me play this for y'all. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all heard this, uh, what was said on Greeny's show about uh, Drew Brees that uh, we knew he was having issues, but to have this, here we go. Let's Drew, when was the last time a team called you to play for them? <laughs> uh, it was probably the, the, the year the year after I retired. So it was that 2021. Um, there might have been a feeler or two that was put out there, you know, um, after that. But, no, I, I look, you know, my uh, – I'll, I'll let you know a little fact. I don't throw with my right arm anymore. Uh, my right arm does, does not work. So when I throw in the backyard right now, I throw left-handed. Um, I can play pickleball just because it's below below the waist, you know, but anything above my shoulders, I've got a hard time with. And it's probably a result of it was de it's definitely a result of the injury that I that I suffered when I left San Diego, um, the dislocated right shoulder and and all that stuff that you know I thought I may never play again. So I that kind of put me on the fast track to a degenerative shoulder and um, all kinds of arthritic changes and stuff like that. So. No, I don't. I don't throw. I don't throw with my right arm anymore. So if I could, um, I would absolutely still be playing. Wow, Drew Brees says his left arm doesn't work. Well, I know it works, but that's 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 really interesting, man. And uh, geez, damn. So that you know, when we talked about that before, when we covered this when Drew Brees was playing toward the back end of his career, I often talked about you know this, the the things that I witnessed uh, with Drew Brees and there's the lack of arm power that we was talking about the arm exercises he was doing just to play, uh, the fact that he was a twenty yards, fifteen to twenty yard check down guy, or they're just the your offense was methodically moving at 20 to 25 yard increments at a time. And it's just horrible that we, uh, that he went through that stuff, man, that he ultimately uh, has suffered that type of issue. But, you know, he talked about something that happened with San Diego when he heard his arm scrambling for the fumble uh, that ultimately led to them getting rid of him there. So, I mean, that's very interesting, man, for Drew. Uh, but at least, you know, Drew, financially speaking, was a lot more set up than uh, someone else. And this is something else I don't know if you guys are aware of either, man. This article right here, did you guys know about former Saints tight end Boo Williams? NFL disability program leaves retired Saint tight end hurting and angry. Did anybody hear about this particular situation that occurred with Boo Williams. Did anybody know about this? This was something that came across my my uh, uh about Boo Williams. Getting up in the morning is real hard. It's like I got hit by a truck. My neck hurts really, really bad in my back. And that's the main problem that I have is my back. I tore my Achilles um, years ago playing ball. Uh, my lumbar, my back, and my neck. <sighs> I know I have to have surgery on my neck. I know I have to have surgery on my back. Um, I knew this years ago while I was playing. <sighs> oh, my goodness. We drive the league, and for them to turn their back on you when you're finished and act like it's nothing, 
you know, that's, that's the frustrating part. I was being denied from the NFL for trying to get my benefits because your body hurts so bad. And I was feeling so much things going on in my head, but I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I found myself on the railroad tracks in 2011 trying to kill myself in Metro. That's why I smoke my weed so I can be calm and I can be, you know, kind of painless for a moment. So I try to stay even keel. That's why I moved here in the country and picking you. Man, what's happening, man? I moved around a, a, a great group of people. That's what you know is going to be good when it's dripping off. If you don't stop someone from from mistreating you, they're going to mistreat the next person. I just can't sit by and continue to let them do this to other people because if I let them do it to other people, who's going to stop them? All right, that was Boo Williams, man. I was totally unaware what Boo Williams was going through. I knew he had some concussion issues. But uh, uh, he said he wakes up each morning not knowing how the pain will hit. It becomes debilitating headaches that make it impossible to get out of bed. Sometimes the pain shoots down his neck. Uh, he says uh, through all of it, he's angry. He played tight end for the Saints from 01 to 05. He needs surgery, medicine, and doctors, but struggles to afford any of it. The 44-year-old who lives in Picayune, Mississippi, was recently awarded $5,000 a month by the NFL's disability benefit plan, but says that the plan and the league have repeatedly mishandled his claims and should have paid him $500,000 or more over the last 14 years. He says, I need all the help that I can get because some days it feels like it's going to be all over, he told the AP. Sometimes I can't sleep. It all makes it harder when you're fighting to get what you deserve, and all you do is get frustrated. So, yeah, Boo Williams is uh, having some difficulties there. Over the last 30 years, the league has added millions of dollars to the pain to the plan, excuse me, for retired players with injuries that suffered playing that suffered playing football or that emerged after their careers were over. Approved as a part of a collective bargaining agreements between the league and players union, the plan expects to pay more than 330 million in benefits in 2023 alone. More and more than sixfold increase over the last 12 years, NFL spokesperson Brian McCarthy said. But plaintiffs' lawyers point to a high rate of claim denials and a system in which doctors assigned to examine players are paid by the NFL plan as evidence. The system is rigged against the retirees. So even though they agreed to give them the money, they make the hurdles incredibly difficult for guys like Boo Williams and others to get through. So you look at earlier this year, 10 players, including retired Pro Bowl running back Willis McGahee, filed a lawsuit accusing the program of unfairly denying benefits to injured retirees. After years of putting their bodies on the line with the NFL promise of assistance should they need it, former players were met with an unfair and biased system for obtaining their rightful benefits. Williams, who's first signed as an undrafted rookie for the salary of over $200,000, made a total of $2 million over his career and never sought the top award. So it's a lot that goes on there. A very long uh, story about Boo Williams, an unfortunate uh, situation as well. But Boo is one of many NFL players who played in the NFL who are currently having issues uh, with injuries, head, you know, uh, uh, you know, dealing with all type of uh, um, basically a myriad of different 
injuries from uh, headaches and back issues, all kind of stuff. And uh, it's a sad day. So shame on the NFL, man. And this is all of the BS that they do and talk about uh, how they take care of this and the shield and all this integrity nonsense. And all it is is a massive money grab, a grab for the people at the top. So for people saying, what do we have to be thankful for, man? It's a lot to be thankful for, man. So prayers up to Boo Williams. I don't know if Boo Williams have any contact information on here where people can actually reach out to him and possibly donate to his cause. We don't know, but yeah, it's a lot going on, man. It's a sad day. And I remember Boo Williams, man, was a really cool dude. Um, And it's unfortunate uh, that he has to go through this type of stuff. You can see his paperwork. He even post, they posted his pet paperwork right here. And uh, the fact that they turned him down, he got all that, put all the receipts on there. Long, long article, family. If y'all want to read the rest of this article, y'all can go to the AP page and just put Boo Williams lawsuit and it'll pop up. And you can read this entire lengthy article about Boo Williams, man. But I just wanted to bring that to light to some of the family members on the back of the Drew Brees thing. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is the source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Uh, as well. So uh, prayers to that brother, prayers to Drew, man. But like I said, at least Drew's, his money is not funny where he can kind of have more of a comfortable life is if it were versus a Boo Williams who simply needs money just to get the operation so he can get right. He doesn't have enough money to get the operation for his back and his neck. So unfortunate, man, very unfortunate. All right, fam. So anyway, let's get ready to move and we'll bounce to this one right here. This is Dennis Allen's press conference about the sanctions. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can hear this. They do, and yet there's a lot of things that uh, are different. I think they're playing really well. Um, they're big. I think they play physical. Um, you know, they do a pretty good job in, in, in coverage. Um, and, and so I think, um, look, I think this is a, a much improved unit from uh, maybe what we We've seen. Hey, the, obviously, you guys worked out JP people. What did he look like at his first practice? Yeah, I thought he looked good today. Um, you know, the the one thing he's got is he's got skins on the wall. He's got, you know, pedigree. Uh, he's he's, uh, you know, really an instinctive player. He understands the game. So uh, I thought he had a good practice today, and and uh, you know, hopefully we'll you know get to continue to evaluate him and and see where he's at. Uh, Derek completed practice today, and then what's the next 
step in making sure he gets cleared through the protocol? Yeah, um, look, ultimately he's got to get, uh, you know, cleared by the doctors, uh, you know, full practice today. So, you know, it's kind of wait to see what the doctors say. Yeah, we'll we'll wait we'll wait and see. I mean, we're going to just continue to evaluate it, and um, you know, if, if if that needs to be the case, we'll we'll let you know. Are you saying what Mike is dealing with, or like was it a, a knee issue? Like what? Yeah, I'm not going to get into any details in terms of what he's dealing with. I mean, obviously he's got a you know a knee injury that was, uh, you know, significant. Um, and he's in the rehab process. Dennis, uh, how much self-scout did you do on the uh, on the, the run game and the, and the bye week? And what do you think you can do uh, to get that going? Well, look, I, I, we obviously looked at it a lot. Um, I thought the last game, I thought we ran the ball a lot better. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that we have to be able to do is we have to play a lot more complimentary uh, you know, team game, offense, defense, and, uh, you know, I think if we do that, I've, I've seen some improvement in the running game, and, uh, you know, a lot of times the, the run game's about having opportunities to run it, and, and uh, score sometimes can dictate that. Just to clarify, uh, Derek Carr was a full participant, not limited? That's correct. Right, we'll have the report here. And how does he just look... Uh, yeah, he looked he looked fine. Um, so um, I, I thought he looked good. With the Falcons' offense, they have so many weapons. You mentioned the run game, but what kind of stands out about Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and um, maybe the way that they use uh, those? Yeah, I think I think one of the things that you see with them is they've got a lot of you know big targets that can make catches in contested environments. Uh, you know, both of those players were high draft choices. Both those players are, you know, really good players. Both of them possess speed, transition ability, um, you know, and I think that's what, you know, causes problems is, is that, you know, they, 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 they have a multitude of different personnel groupings that they utilize, uh, you know, put guys in different spots. I think they do a nice job of you know, utilizing their personnel, and they've got big targets that can make catches in contested environments. Yeah, what are some of the challenges that uh, B. John Robinson is actually being Yeah, well, a little bit like what, what I was just saying, like, you know, they, they utilize him in a lot of different ways. Uh, they align him in the backfield, um, hand it to him, throw it to him. Uh, they put him out of the backfield. And, and utilizing, you know, more in a kind of a receiver mode. mode. Um, you know, they do a lot of, you know, motion, misdirection type of stuff with him. So it, it just a, there's just a lot that, um, you know, they do with their personnel, uh, which makes it challenging for us to defend. Yeah, obviously it was a late switch in camp. What, what has been your review of Milwaukee Taylor and Swanson? Yeah, I, look, I think he's um, continuing to continuing to improve. Um, you know, I think there's obviously still some things that, you know, I'd like to see him do better. Uh, but I think he's made significant improvement inside in the slot. Dennis, uh, 
All right, that's DA, man. That's DA. And what's interesting about Dennis Allen's um, approach here, they talked about Derek Carr looking good in practice. And I asked the question, I'm like, I'm not trying to disparage, but, you know, how the team practice, you'll see an inkling of that in, like, real-time action. Like, they got a rhythm in practice. They usually, for the most part, carry that over into the actual game, the, the the real game. So when they're disjointed in practice, I can't help but the you know looking at what they're doing on the field because we don't watch them enough in practice to see uh you know if they look like this in practice. And the question and the comment is they probably do look like what we see in live games in practice. And if it's looking disjointed like that, I can't understand how any offensive coach or boss that's sitting over the top of the team would ultimately go into the game with confidence that the Saints offense could perform. It's not, it's not going to take it. It's not luck. That's going to actually do anything here. It's not, it's not about luck here. It's actually really about skill and preparation and everything. And if you preparing and practice all disjointed and miscommunications and practice, and you're not having smooth practices at this point, and we like, what, what is it? Week 12 or whatever it is into the NFL season, we still seeing miscommunications. We still seeing guys not knowing who they're supposed to block. We still seeing all this disjointed chaos stuff going on with the team. That is a, that's a big problem. That's a major problem. If you, the saints organization for real, offensively speaking. Now let me talk about this. Cause I see one of the Falcon people said that the saints wasn't going uh, to win. And a shout out to uh, Be Kind. Shout out to Be Kind. Happy B Day. Happy Who That Thanksgiving birthday to you, my friend. Appreciate you for being in the stream, man. Much love to you and everybody. Give uh, Be Kind a happy Who That birthday family. You know, we always got to represent that uh, and as well. But shout out to all you guys, man. Chiming in, Mario, my boy Gundam, and the rest of the fam. Appreciate y'all for being in the stream as well. Uh, Prophet, I see you, fam. Much love to you. But this is the thing if we watching the Saints, and in, in, in the majority of the time that we see the Saints offense out there, it's always it's a disjointed mess. What, what, what percentage would represent the, the, the balance of positive plays versus negative plays? What what per, what percentage of it? If you got a pie chart in front of you, a full pie is 100 percent. What percentage of positive versus negative plays do you see the Saints offensively speaking produce? Is it 60, 40? Is it, what is the percentage to you? Is it 75, 25? Meaning, you know, you see what I'm saying? What percentage of disjointed negative plays versus positive plays offensively do you guys see? Give me that percentage, put it in there. I'd be interested in see what do you guys think that should be? Because two things here. One thing I want to mention between the Saints and the Falcons, we'll talk about it later on today. We'll be doing the Saints and Falcon preview my dog Lord be chiming in, man. He'd be doing the preview tonight at nine central. This is the thing I want to know is in, in, if you got two coaches that's going on, if it's between two coaches, if it's between Dennis Allen and, and Arthur Smith, who's the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And people said, cute, take a pick between two coaches that you guys see, which you would like to have as your coach. Arthur Smith would be, the only coach in the NFL that I would actually take Dennis Allen over that I would actually take Dennis Allen over. 
he would be the only damn dude. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Arthur Smith is actually in control of the offensive play calling sheet, which is ridiculous. He has no imagination. He has all these wide all these fantastic players like Drake London, Bajan Robinson, uh, Kyle Pitts, and others. And he has absolutely zero idea how to utilize it. This is a dude that's basically a, 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 a caveman with a play call sheet. He has no idea what he's doing. His he would have thrived in the Bill Cower days, in the days where you do you run the game, you run the ball and play defense. That's what he is. He'd be a good coach to go and coach army or some damn body. But in terms of knowing how to fully utilize diverse talent like that, absolutely not. And he is in control of them people, offensive play calling. Dennis Allen knows what he's doing on the defensive side of the ball. We don't have to worry about Dennis Allen. Majority of the time from a defensive perspective, he's a good defensive coordinator. Arthur Smith is not a good offensive coordinator. And that is, that's period. So between them two guys, that probably be the only time that I'll actually pick somebody, Dennis Allen over somebody to be a head coach. Their problem is their head coach who controls the offensive book is in their way. He refuses to relinquish the play calling sheets to somebody with more talent, and that will continue to stifle the team. They will continue to stifle and frustrate the team. Now, Dennis Allen's issues are different. He knows what he's doing, defensively speaking, and he stays out of the way of the offense. So it's really his his ability to micromanage to a degree or to peek over the shoulder of Pete Carmichael and say, hey, listen, I'm going to give you one more game. And if you don't get this offense buzzing in one more game, we're going to then take you and move you, kind of demote you and try Ronald Curry for a week. So, you know, that type of thing. He's not involved in none of that. So, you know, he doesn't do that. So that's one of the many things I would say about Dennis Allen. But Arthur Smith is directly in the way. And that's supposed to be his expertise on the offensive side of the ball. So that, to me, is the reason why I would say that the Saints would beat Atlanta because Arthur Smith is the problem. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to use all that ta- talent. Them people are the master over there. And eventually, he's going to get ran off. You know, he's going to get ran off eventually. All right, let me go over some of these things. And that's just, you know, my perspective on it. All right, Chantel says 40%. Thank you. What's up, KK? Says uh, 35 to 65. Gundam says 20%. All right, okay. <laughs> Tracy, 100. All right, Mario says this. Marlo says, what's up, Marlo? Says the crap shoot. All right, thank you, bro. Frankie says 45%, Trace 25.75. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com 
slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. 45-55. Okay, Marlo, thank you. Be kind says 80 to 20. Okay, cool. All right. Profit says 65-35-65. Thank you, Profit. All right, let's see. Tuck says, what's what's a negative play? It feels like 63 to 40, 63 to 47 negative to positive. Yeah, that's the thing. And this is all, and listen, all of you guys are right because it's a question that is based upon your spec from your vantage point of what you guys see the Saints offense as in terms of how many positive plays that you see in game, live game action versus negative plays. It just appears like the majority of the time the Saints are Three and out. It's a three and out offense. Uh, overthrown passes, underthrown passes, missed opportunities, slow recognition of plays that's developing. I hate to keep going over the Minnesota Vikings game, but I had an opportunity to kind of really absorb that tape, and I was just looking at how poor Derek Carr's play recognition was, especially with the defense. That the Vikings kept doing the same thing, and they didn't have an answer for it in terms of them with. Uh, what coach Brian Flores was doing to create pressure with the saints against the saints offense. Derek Carr wasn't, I mean, it was just ridiculous. They kept doing the same thing. It would basically pre it would pre snap recognition of what Carr was doing. And then when Carr lift his leg for the snap, them guys pointed at each other, then shifted. And then as soon as the ball was sniffed, uh, sniff shift, then they uh, shifted and then blitzed, and then it confused the Saints' offensive line. They weren't able to pick up on that. Very crazy. You know, with IQ is a big part of the Saints' offensive woes, too. It's IQ because last game, you see Cesar Ruiz not looking good. You've seen uh, – I'm asking the question, man. Is it time to kind of not overhaul the Saints' offensive line? But it's time to start doing something different, man, perhaps moving into the future. We need to kind of look at finding some more talent from an offensive line standpoint for real. Andrews Pete will be going, which a lot of people, we don't got the best out of Andrews. This is true. Trevor Penning is not playing right now. And Trevor Penning, to my knowledge, is not hurt. They just saying, well, listen, we're going to just sit you down. And that is not a good thing to do. The guy's a first round draft pick. They were frustrated by the fact that he was looking so poor, but did not not say that shit. Did I not say year after year, that it is a bad idea to have Trevor Penning as a blindside tackle for the Saints. I said it year after year, and I said that he shouldn't be starting at the left side of the uh, uh, of the line. He shouldn't be there. If anything, he should be on the right side, and Ramchek should be on the left side because Ramchek is getting all this money. He's supposed to be the best tackle we have, and he's playing right tackle. Didn't make any sense, and then all of a sudden, the first – the first round draft pick offensive lineman is shelved. You shelved them and set them down and talking about a position change. That's absolutely ridiculous, man. That is absolutely ridiculous. So I don't really like it. Yeah, he, that's what he is, Gundam. He's a, he's a caveman with a play call sheet, bro. Come on. You don't know what he's doing with all that talent. But, but what I'm saying in terms of the Saints, what they, the decision made, the offensive line to me, like they, they basically, Cesar Ruiz is here. McCoy is to me, he I don't know what's going on with McCoy. Some games he looks dominant, some games he don't. It's he has a uh kind of like this year has been uh up and down for McCoy, you know. And I'm like, at some point, we gotta have to keep it real about what we knew we need to do about the Saints offensive line. Like Trevor Penning 
needs to play. He needs to play. You don't. You can't shelve him and just set him down and say, well, listen, imagine what that does to the young player's confidence. We worried about what happens with quarterbacks when they struggle. But what about Trevor Pennion, who admitted prior to all this going on that he was dealing with confidence issues? You know? But you picked this guy. You're supposed to do psycho evals on this guy. You're supposed to do all this stuff on this guy. And then I told him, people, man, I told him, I said, bro, do not put this guy at the left tackle position. Do not put him over there. Don't start him at the blind side tackle position. He's a rookie. That's a lot of pressure. Don't do that to him. And they did it anyway. And now he ain't even playing and he ain't even freaking hurt. It's crazy, man. All right, what's up, Black Preacher, man? Shout out to you, bro. Uh, happy Turkey Day to you, my friend. Appreciate that, man. I wanna say thank you, thank you very much. Picking me up, bringing me back to this world. Yeah, because this the the it's just strange, man. How we see these things, and I was saying, like, dude, don't do that. They did it. They stubbornly did it. They stupidly did it. Now, Pennon is nowhere to be found. And then, of course, there's here comes the bar, the barrage of excuses for Rob Ramchek can't do it. Or oh, if you move him to left tackle, Q, that's going to destroy his confidence. If moving Ramchek, who's making top 10 NFL tackle money to left tackle, and by the way, he played that position before. He actually, Ramchek played left tackle in, in, in college. And he moved to right because Teron Armstead was there. That, that that's how it went so in the end you mean to tell me that he can't play the left tackle position and he getting paid all that money it's absolutely ridiculous and now ram's dealing with knee issues he needs rest because he got knee problems he get beat on a daily on a weekly basis ram check getting beat all over the place it's just it's it's, it's not a good investment since we've given ram check we got to really look at that since we gave Ramcheck all of that money, and I know today's Thanksgiving, but hell, it might be a little bit too much Thanksgiving for Ramcheck to give him all of that money. And we have not gotten a good return since the Saints. Y'all put one in the chat. Let me know one or two. Well, yay or nay. However, you want to respond to this. Was it worth paying Ryan Ramcheck all of that money? And you see what he is today since the Saints paid Ryan Ramcheck. To my And from my perspective, he has looked like a shell of himself. And, of course, he's been dealing with issues and injuries and all this kind of stuff. But be that as it may, there have other players that we've seen that, that dealt with injuries. It's a physical game. And either you can handle it or you can't handle it. But this is this has not been a good investment, and they don't want to talk about Ryan Ramchek. I seem to be a handful of, uh, of people that want to discuss how bad Ryan Ramchek has been looking, how stank he's been looking. That right side, has he's not consistently doing anything correct. I mean, I'm be real. He gets beat every game, sometimes two or three times. He gets pushed down. And if it's knee issues and all that kind of stuff, bro, we need to get some of that money back, or we need to look to find somebody else to get opposite over there, man. But Trevor, but Trevor Penning, a first round draft pick is not getting any play, man. And that's crazy. You can put a first round draft pick in that guy. He got to play. At least he does have the excuse to say the man young. He ain't played last year. They played him one game this year. They played him a handful of games. He struggled. Well, damn, the, the man going to struggle. He's a, a, a young offensive lineman who didn't play, but one, he didn't start, but one game last year. Even when he came off the injury list last year, 
there was about four to five games before the end of the season, and the Saints didn't even play him. I was saying at the time, Dennis Allen, you need to get that guy in there. They waited all the way to the Carolina Panther game to give him a start, and then they start him this year at left tackle and how it turned out. He ain't even playing right now. They done totally moved him out of the starting lineup. And he's and like I said, it was a bad idea. And Ramcheck should be over there. Not Hurst, but Ramcheck. Left tackle position is the is the money position for a right-handed or right-arm throwing quarterback. The guy needs to be protecting the blind side. If you can't do that, we need to get that guy out of there, man. We don't need no overpaid right tackle, man. We don't need no overpaid right tackle. We're gonna have to examine that moving forward because the Saints offensive line has been is look has looked real creaky. And Derek Carr has been banged up. And a lot of that is his his fault because he sits up there and he holds on to the ball. He's not decisive at all. He doesn't have any pocket awareness. Hell, he doesn't have a clock in his head. I'm not disparaging Derek Carr, but some of the things that I've seen him do when he was with the Raiders, he's not doing that here. He's not playing with the Raiders. He was playing with confidence and decision and decisive movements. Here with the Saints, he's creaky. He's shaky. You know, he's 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 a he shows the he got these big old eyes and they bucking, you know, there's a deer in a headlight look. He looks scared half the time. He's obviously not comfortable back there. And he's a lot more banged up than what the Saints are are, are telling us the truth on. So, you know, you, you see what I'm saying? So, I mean, a lot of this have to be examined because the Saints offensive line is not the strength of the that offensive line was supposed to be strong with all those guys coming back. And they are not strong at all. They're up and down every damn week. And that's why the Saints can't consistently run the ball. That's why I was like, man, we got to get us a fullback to get in there to help out because they're not moving the defensive linemen off the line. They're not creating and pushing them guys out to create new uh, a new line of scrimmage. They're not doing none of that. They're not beating their one-on-one matchups consistently from games to game. Some games they get totally dominated. Others they dominate. It's up and down. There's no consistency there. That's why cars is is one of the reasons why he's so uncomfortable. But it's we have to really examine what we're gonna do with the Saints offensive line moving forward. I know the Saints are invested in Cesar Ruiz. They got Nick Sell DeVere there. They still have Trevor Penning. Uh Hurst is ultimately gonna be a free agent after this year. Andrews Peters is a free agent. He's gonna more than likely be gone. And uh, they paid McCoy and still and all, man, I just I don't know. We got to reexamine what's going on with the Saints offensive line. I'm just just talking about it. All right. So anyway, I'm just saying, what's up, Joseph? She said, shout out to you, bro. 60 to 40, man. Appreciate that, bro. Much love. Yeah, it isn't. It's crazy. Gundam says been saying it since 2019. Big Q from what I recall from previous segment. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah, I've been saying it. I was like, bro, when they started, I was like, bro, please don't do that. Because when they when they drafted Cesar Ruiz and said that they were going to start him at center, I begged Sean Payton, them, please don't do that. And I told them, people, I said, hey, you're going to get Drew Brees killed. You're going to get him killed by getting a rookie offensive lineman at center. Saints really didn't need to make that move because the guy they had there was good enough. But Payton only changed one thing, and that was that lineman. That offensive lineman, that was the offensive line for the Saints in that Minnesota game, that last playoff game, they all were awful and terrible. All of them stunk. They all stunk. But for whatever reason, they made, I forgot my guy's name. Y'all put it in the chat. Y'all know who I'm talking about. They made him the scapegoat. And so they drafted this Cesar Ruiz kid that was supposed to be a center. And the idea was move McCoy to right guard. Now the idea is, okay, 
McCoy, why would you, in my mind, and this is just how I think, why was Sean Payton at the time who drafted Cesar Ruiz, and we still talk in offensive line, St. O-line, why would he draft Cesar Ruiz to be a center when McCoy was the center? Why would he do that? And what he said, well, we're going to draft Cesar. He'll be the center. We're going to move McCoy to guard. Why? Did you not like what McCoy was doing at the guard position? He In, in, in reality, he's like, well, Q, he liked it. No, he didn't. Then ultimately, what happened was he then switched it because that's one of the faults of Sean Payton was is that he liked to try to think that everybody could play multiple positions and do multiple things. That's what he was trying to do, and it didn't work. Cesar Ruiz ultimately looked awful in the first two years. Guys ran past him, and they kiboshed Drew Brees in the rookie season. Remember that? And tore him up, broke him up. Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster in a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp. That was on him. Ran right past him. Kent Street did it. Kentavious Street. Ran right past Cesar Ruiz. He was badly beaten and crushed, pulled Drew Brees up to high hell. And I told him, I sit up there holding my head, say, I told these people that, man. How could you be so blind to some of this stuff? This stuff is not hard at all to even much contemplate. Drew Brees could barely move at that point. It was like his, when Drew would scramble around and move, it was like his feet were stuck in cement. Like he was trapped in and in, 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 treading through beach sand. That's how Drew, how fast Drew Brees was back there in that pocket. And I was like, hold on, saying to myself, these people are, inc- these people are incredibly blind. And I was like, they can't be, I ain't going to say this stupid, but it's blind when you too close to the picture, you can't see everything you need to back up. That's why it's always good to have other people around. that can give you a different perspective. Sometimes you might be too close upon the thing where you can't see it. You got to back away to get the whole view, but it's not hard, man. It's not hard. So, I mean, I'm thinking that's what we we really do need to look at. It's very clear that offensive line needs. We need to rethink that thing. Michael, thank you, says lines look pedestrians. If that's a big if D.A., P.C. and D.C. can walk a straight line, we can beat them. Let's pluck the fell kinds first. Though. Thank you, uh, uh, Michael. Thank you for the super. I want to say thank you. Yeah, thank you, bro. Uh, Willie says, Q, you think Carr is going to get any better, especially with the concussions and the jacked-up shoulder plus ribs? He won't last long. Hopefully, we'll have Jamison Taysom for the playoffs. Well, that's the unfortunate part of this because a lot of his incomplete, his, his, erratic, his erratic throwing motions, missing people and overthrowing, underthrowing, stuff like that, throwing the ball out too far and all this kind of stuff, I think that's a side effect from what's going on with, with his injuries. And like I've been saying for some time, the saints always do a job of under telling people about these issues. Remember, and I go back to this and I was talking about it at the time before 
all the injuries came about what happened with Drew, how he was busted all up and all this kind of stuff. How did we find out about Drew Brees' injuries that happened to him after that? What was it? The first or second group of issues that happened? What? Ha- how did we find out about that? Even with the Michael Thomas stuff that happened, how did we find out about it? Did the Saints report it and release it to us for us to figure out what was going on? No. You know how you found out about what was wrong with Drew after he got hurt and he got crunched up from his wife? His wife was on social media, commenting on stuff, and she put out a tweet telling everything that was wrong with Drew. And she wasn't even trying to do a uh, a data dump. All she was doing was keeping it real on of somebody she was commenting on about with Drew Brees, about this, that, and the third. And she was like, he's dealing with this, that, and the third. So she kind of was trying to defend him. And then she let it know that's how you found out all the stuff that Drew Brees was going through. That's how you found out. The stuff with Michael Thomas, you found out some of his injuries because he was having a spat with somebody through social media and he let it slip out. Or maybe he didn't. That's how we found out this stuff. And I'm saying it's the same shit. It's the same stuff going on with this car guy. That's why I said the guy that is not if you go and study the Raider film and I have. He is not that he's he. If you look at the Raider film and the Saints film, it's like two different guys out there. And this is not a confident quarterback. You know, that's out there. The guy doesn't he he is like he doesn't look right. And I think a lot of that is because he's hurt. He's a lot more hurt than what they're telling us about. It's more than a damn shoulder. It's more. I'm telling you, the guy either got broken. I ain't gonna say broken ribs, but severely bruised ribs to the point where he probably shot up, you know, and and, and is in, in pain. And then you see the guys knock him down. He had a concussion. He getting his he getting his ass kicked out there. And a lot of it is because of him, because he he doesn't have, and I hate to just just jump on the man, but I'm just keeping it real based on what I'm seeing. Because actually, I like Carr. I think Carr is a decent person. I think he is a decent quarterback, but I just think it's a lot going on right here. Well, he getting tore up. He getting tore up everywhere because he's not physically able to do what you want him to do. That's why I kept telling everybody, look, fam, we need to get the ball out of his hands and run the ball. You need to bring in Jameis to make a few throws and plays. You need to bring in Taysom. That's right. Bring in Jameis. You can still keep Carr, but kind of mix in the few plays where you use Jameis on a few plays. Kind of to, you know, bring in and mix everything up because Carr right now, I don't think that he could be heavily relied upon right now to do a lot. Now, that's not saying that he can't heal up as we get closer to the back end of the season. But really, the Saints' offense is supposed to be driven by its running game, not the quarterback. We knew that coming into this. Even Dennis Allen said it, but they're not remembering or steep, uh, keeping true to what they said they were going to do. We remember what they said they're going to do. We don't forget, especially me, I don't forget what you said you was going to do. You know, I'm just saying, man, it's crazy. All right, Prophet says it's absurd how a coach who isn't capable of doing what he's paid for on the sidelines can crucify professional athletes' performance on the field thank you bro it is strange to me like um because listen it's a bit of politics too because that's why i like you know the sports coma been going for a while you know a lot of family members sports coma been out there for a while we've been doing this for a while consistently and thorough for some time now and the reason why the coma and i often talk about it you know during time i guess it's a good time to talk about it on thanksgiving too because I thank all of the family members. Thank you guys. We'll talk about you know what's so good about Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving. You guys. And that's for years and years of support and listening and putting us on your shoulders and 
you know, for who we are, all the support over the years that you guys provided for the family base, for us and everything, man. You know, it's just thank you guys, man. Appreciate you. That's why we do. That's why I do what I do. You know, be as thorough and as real as possible. And let me tell you, we got ears in them buildings. We got ears in the buildings with the Saints. We got ears in the buildings for the Pelicans. But the thing is, I don't I don't give a I keep I give a real perspective. I'm not like one, you know, oh, and, and I'm not trying to talk, you know, about somebody. I'm keeping it real. I'm not paid by the team to give commentary. I would be very cautious for anything that I get from somebody that is being paid by the organization they're supposed to be covering. That is whatever you're getting from them people is not going to be fair and and biased. If they need to give a searing critique, they will not do it because they will not slap slap the hand of the person that is feeding them. And they simply won't do it. So my my take is I don't have anything to do with any of that. I don't have any connections to them. So I could talk as freely as I want to. I'm not looking for tickets. I don't want no damn tickets. Right. I'm under boycott of the Saints organization right now. I'm boycotting the ass until they show me better. I'm not one of these people that want to go run up under there and then be frustrated every week when they then I spent all this money to come over here, man. And these people turn around and lose. Well, what you expect, man? You know, what, what do you expect? You know, you 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 off code. You off code. Don't complain to me about being off code when you know you off code. Stop supporting them people like that until they show you better. They disrespecting you by not turning out a product and not committing the change that they it ain't aligned to you. The guy talks about change and doesn't implement any change in the general manager that his boss doesn't say, didn't you promise the people change? If something is we gonna be like uh what's the some bitch name? Um Earl K. Loan, the brother of Huey P. Uh, Huey P. Loan, who was a, one of the famous governors of the state of Louisiana back in the 30s, his brother, when he talked about he promised the people that he would not raise taxes. You know what his reply to tell the people was? He said, sir, what should we tell them? They're asking. You know what he said? Tell them I lied. Tell them I lied. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. So, no, man. You got whatever you say you're going to do in terms of you told the people that you was going to make the changes to the team. The people are looking for you to make the changes, make the damn changes. And Mickey Luma sit up here, listen to everything this dude saying and saying, hey, you promised them changes, bro. Didn't you? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. What's changes you going to give? Well, we now we decided not to. No, 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 no. You're not going to do that. You're going to make these changes. You're going to make the changes that you said you were supposed to make. Now make the goddamn changes or I'll make the changes for you. That's what a real general manager is supposed to do. Am I right? Check in the chat, one in the chat with me, if you're rocking with me. That's accountability. But if you can, if a coach, uh, if you can call him that, can sit up there and tell you that he's going to make changes for the last several weeks and don't make any changes, and then stand up to the podium and talk about they're trying to fix things and they're trying to change and turn, and not while not making no changes, what a general manager had to say, hold on, bro, no, you can't do that to the people. They're going to really... That's going to fall back on me. What changes that you think? Well, we don't, well, you make changes or I will make some changes. Then they'll get to making the changes. That's where the pressure comes from. When that doesn't happen, that means that this is not an accountable situation that we're dealing with and anything can happen. All right, cool sports poem says Q. James gives us a better chance to win, in my opinion. But that's why DA is not a good head coach because he's not going to go away from his hand pick favorite. No matter what. Thank you, bro. Appreciate the super chat.
all the ones in the chat, man, because that that's what we do. I'm and listen, fam, and I'm not. You could put that on anybody. Y'all know damn well what I'm talking about is real. You're not going to. It's like, and, and I and I be calling out all the little games because a lot of it's just PR and it's aggressive, deceptive PR. They even practice it in a sports world, and it really pisses me off because. If you're going to say you're going to do something in terms of making the changes, then make the changes. It's disingenuous for you to say to an announce. Like if you're talking to somebody in a private session, that's one thing we didn't hear that. But if you get on the press conference and start speaking about stuff that's wrong with the team and saying what you're going to do and not do nothing about it, that's disingenuous. And that's also deception. And that's basically you're lying. And that basically correlates with what Jameis said that he deceived him. He lied to him about the quarterback situation last year. And he has a stigma of being a liar. Me personally, I don't want no lying ass dude sitting on top of the team because he'll undermine certain people who are, you can't have liar, a liar head coach. Now you can have somebody that's shrewd that knows how to talk to people and deal with people, but this man ain't no shrewd person. He's I, I'm, I, it's, I can't call him a head coach because he's not a head coach. He's not a head coach, not anybody that's worth the salt. I'm just going to cue the team five and five. We sitting on top of the NFC South. I hear you, brother. I appreciate you. And yes, I'm happy that the team is, is sitting on top of the NFC South, but I think that we have a better goal than to just be sitting here by default because everybody keeps losing. And, <laughs> and we lose less than they do. So hence, we hold the NFC South, baby. Be proud loud and proud that you are holding the NFC South at five and five because you are losing less than everybody else. Baby, that is, that's, that's greatness. No, that's mediocrity. That's mediocrity. That's media. Yes, you're five and five. Yes, you're on top of the NFC South, but eventually sooner or later, some of them, one of them, two other teams going to stop losing and start winning. Then what you going to do? Then what you going to do? <laughs> it's just crazy, baby. People crazy. I black preacher man says they all been at their jobs too long. No one. Yeah, indeed, bro. It's no one holding them accountable. This don't make it, bro. Thank you for that. Man. Yes, indeed, man. It's that's a part of the measurement of black preacher, man, bro. We got to be better, man. No doubt about it, man. We got to be better. And that's why I was saying at the end of the day, we're going to take on the Falcons on Sunday. And like I said, we'll talk about it tonight at about nine uh, period at a nine period time, uh, nine p.m. Central Time. Uh, when me and Lowe will get on the, on the broadcast and hash it out between the two teams. But like I said, man, we'll see. All right, Marlo says uh, when he lied to Jameis last year was a huge red flag. Yes, indeed, bro. Yeah, that that is that is that was huge because. And listen, people, you and listen, bro. People don't want to play for a. Lion head coach because he can't be trusted. He got backstabby ways. He's kind of slimy. You know, he, he, he's kind of slimy. You know, he is not a guy that's going to stand up for you unless you're Derek Carr because his, his job is directly connected to you. But because if he rises and falls with Carr, that's his call. He drafted the guy into the league. He brought him over here from the Raiders. But listen, he tried to get other guys, but they wouldn't come here. He tried to go and get Deshaun Watson, and boy, that would have been a dumpster fire. That dude can't stay healthy, but the Browns are winning despite Cliff. <laughs> it's crazy. 
But he tried to go get Watson. That fell apart. Watson was using the Saints deal as leverage to build a super team in Atlanta before Cleveland foolishly came along and offered them all that guaranteed money when he was surrounded and mired in scandal. And it it obviously worked out with Cleveland in a weird way because Cleveland is actually doing their thing in the AFC North. But despite Deshaun Watson not being there because they're winning without his ass. But that's who he went after. And then, of course, this, the other year was he didn't get who he wanted, so they settled for Jameis. Then when the next year came around, he got the guy that he wanted and Carr. He was trying to trade for him. He finally got him because that's who he felt like would give the Saints a good opportunity to win. Now, at the onset, you would say that sounds decent because he was better than a Andy Dalton. You would think, and he would have all these people, all these weapons. How could he lose? And then you see we five and five. So, I mean, how indeed, right? How indeed? <laughs> how indeed? All right, Chantel says, Big Q, the one team that I'm worried about in the playoffs for the Saints is the Eagles. Yes, indeed, because they hit us where it hurts. And I mean that in, in the pun as well, hurts. That's the big part of it. They, it. they hit us where it hurts, and it's jailing hurt because hurt has scrambled, will scramble on the Saints, and he'll have 250 yards rushing on the Saints and 250 yards throwing on the Saints. They will, they can't handle the Philadelphia Eagles when Hurts is out there. He runs around and he creates problems. He he hits them directly in the major weakness that they have in the inability to stop the mobile quarterback threat. And he's the most diverse or, or the most dynamic scrambling two-way option in the NFL currently. The Eagles do not win without Jalen Hurt. They know it. They've said it. We talked about it. Remember, we played them last year. And we beat the Eagles. It wasn't the same energy with the team he was lacking. But if he was there, it had been a different outcome. Yeah, he definitely provides a just a, a, a tough win for the Saints. Thank you. I'm trying to say thank you. Thank you very much. Picking me up. Bringing me back to this one. All right. Thank you, Chantel. Appreciate you, Queen. Uh, Tuck says uh, Cleveland shows you can blow a bunch of money on a quarterback and still have a decent team. They're winning. They're winning. Without their, without Deshaun Watson, they really are. They're winning with second, you know, and they just, they just doing, they just tired of losing and they put it on the line. And Miles Garrett has been tearing it up too. So that defense for Cleveland's really been playing strong. The running attack is there, and they've been doing a really solid job, man, of, of being tired of losing games. So yes, indeed. So yeah, we like I said, we talked about all that, fam. We just have to see. Rock says if y'all don't beat the Falcons, it will, it will have to see that damn grizzly smile. Of big low, yeah, and uh, uh, shout out to you, Rock. I know y'all team struggling pretty bad, man. It's uh, it's tough, man, watching them. Uh, Cleve, uh, I did not see Carolina as being this bad. I really, I'm gonna be honest with you, I thought Tampa Bay would be what Carolina is when they missed out on everything. I didn't have any faith in Baker Mayfield, I thought Carolina would be where what Tampa Bay is, and Tampa Bay would be where Carolina is. I really thought that. But it's just crazy how things work in the NFL, man, and how fast things fall apart, how fast you can lose locker rooms, how fast guys and teams and coaches and everybody they can overcome the, the negative slide. And it's like the team implodes and the coach doesn't have the confidence of the players to drag them through all of the slings and arrows and 
from the from the family bases or from the media, from people on Twitter and social media, that's just lambasting them, tearing them up. It is incredibly difficult and hard to bring your team through all of that adversity and say, listen, we've got to play because we're professionals. We got to give the, the, the Carolina Panthers family base something to cheer for. We are, pro- you know, that, you know, that's tough for a coach that really uh, <laughs> that the, they don't belong. They don't believe in, you know what I'm saying? And listen, they did everything right. They did in terms of free agents and drafting, he drafted a good quarterback. Cause if you'd have took CJ and brought him to Carolina, would the same thing be happening? I think so. It would be because the offensive line can't protect them. It'd be, he'd have been getting towed up there. You got that off. That offensive line is not very good. So, I mean, see, it would have made a difference. They did everything right. They got a young quarterback. They picked up the skill set of players. Maybe they were supposed to do, they should have done better to improve their offensive line, but they actually thought the offensive line, and they're dealing with some injuries, but they really thought the offensive line was going to be a lot better. And as a unit, they wasn't. And that's a tough one, man. So, yeah, they they really going through it, man. But, damn, I didn't see that, man. I know, man. I didn't see none of that, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. Be kind. Actually, I don't even think we'll be in the playoffs. I don't. I don't. I don't deserve it. We put like this. Most of the team shaking my. I don't. I, it depends. Like if you, man, see they lose to Minnesota, so which means the Saints should beat Atlanta, right? And then they'll lose to Detroit. I'm just showing you how this is the. See, it's not. I've learned to focus on the Saints team, not so much as from a talent perspective. And I said this over the last several weeks. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm being as as balanced and as fair as I possibly can be with my commentary and as real as I can be. I do think the Saints ultimately will make the playoffs. I do think they make the playoffs, but I think that they will not shake the up and down nature of the team because it's not a talent issue. It is a schematic issue. It is a leadership issue. That the reason why they're up and down is not something that player a player on the field could affect consistently game after game. That is something that has to be addressed at the head coach level. He has to be able to balance the team and make sure things happen correctly from week to week and that they honor the positive moves and things that they did from game to game. Whatever positive plays that they created are or schemes that they use that they replicate those in the few, in weeks after week after week after week. And he doesn't have the discipline. He being Dennis Allen, the head coach does not have the discipline from what I have seen over these last several years to consistently focus on the things that work and to get his players to buy in why they won't listen to him because why should they listen to him? They still getting paid, number one. And if they fail, he's not going to pull them out of the game. So there's no fear of God, so to speak. You know what I mean? There's no fear of uh, leadership is what I'm saying, because there's no leadership. I can go out here and I can like what her, happened with Carl Grandison and shout out to Carl Grandison. But in the Minnesota game, remember, he grabbed that guy's face mask, frustratedly grabbed his face mask and cost the team a 15-yard penalty in which they moved the ball to success. Remember that? Carl Granderson should have been pulled off the field when he did that. Did, was he pulled off the field? Absolutely not. And that's the when Tyron Matthew did it later on in the game. And I'm like, what you doing, brother? You know better than that. 
And it was a frustrative thing because they were getting walked up the field. Was he pulled off the field? No, he wasn't. So you can do any damn fool thing you want and still play. That means that there is no fear of authority. There is no fear of leadership. There is no accountability because guys can screw up and still play. And the only thing you have on these players outside of cutting them or trading them is removing playing time. That's like putting a feet in a fire when you take a player's playing time away from them. That's all you have over them. And he doesn't do it because he's not a leader. He's not accountable. He's not a disciplinarian. And that's why the team will be a Waffle House-ass team. They'll be waffling between wins and wins. They're going to win one game, lose one game. They're going to win another game, lose another game. That's how they're going to be from up, up, week up to week because they can't consistently maintain. Now, they did have a cue. They won a couple games in a row. But notice how that don't last. They don't, they can't consistently sustain winning over a long period of time. They're going to waffle between wins, loss, wins, loss. They might pick up two and then they'll lose one or two. That's, that's the, they can't shake the mentality. That's the head coach's mentality of the team is what it is. They can't shake that. All right. So anyway, let's move on fam. Let's hit the next interview. This is a a guy that we're going to talk about here. We're going to bring him on in here and let him talk on it. Jason Pierre Paul is another dude. We're going to let play. Now, Jason Pierre-Paul, the Saints just picked him up and not well, not just picked him up, but they picked him up a couple of what, what about a week or so ago to, ha- to bring in some pressure because, well, not just pressure, but to get sacks. You know, we talk about pressuring the quarterback. It don't make a difference if you pressuring the quarterback. You could pressure him all day. If you pressure him out the pocket and he scrambles out toward the left extender play and throw a 30-yard touchdown or a check down that turns into a 25-yard pickup, what good is the pressure? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You just pressured him into a positive play. But as a, if you pressure him into a sack or pressure him into a turnover, those are the things that matter. But JPP is a decision the Saints decide to bring in because the Saints need to get more sacks. They are what almost back to back uh what 20 18 20 in terms of sacks it started off pretty good and this is completely falling apart the Saints can't get to the quarterback they're not sacking the guy most of the time it looked like the quarterbacks they're trying to get to or, or have been draped in bacon grease they try to grab him but he slips through their grasp it's like a three stooges a bad three stooges act that you see going on with the defense we can't seem to get and sack the quarterback consistently plus early not later on in the game but early to throw the rhythm off to make them uncomfortable we get to them late we got to start getting to these guys a lot sooner and jpp was brought in to do that let's see what he had to say from a lot where do you feel like you are physically right now physically i feel good you know um 
I, I feel like I haven't missed a beat. Um, you know, I've been training all this old, well, I can't call it all season, the, through the whole time that you know, I've been missing football. I've been training, keeping myself busy. Uh, so I haven't missed a beat. So. What did you know about this team? Did you have any, I mean, anybody that you spoke with, from the coaches to the players or any kind of history? I know a couple of players and, you know, obviously I was at the Bucks, um, and I played this team well enough to know them and know some players on it, but uh, it just plug and go. Feel, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. At this point of your career, do you feel like you played enough football that you can just kind of pick it up quick, plug and go? I'm just doing what they ask me. You know, I'm here to, you know, service and, you know, uh, to help out, and that's exactly what I'm doing right now. One of the things this, team, this defensive line specifically has been struggling with is defending mobile quarterbacks. Do you feel like your game can help in that area? Uh, I play uh, a lot of football, so, you know, mobile quarterbacks ain't, ain't really a thing to me. So, no, it's just the way you play, so. How do you feel like like how has, has it been picking up the terminology and has it has it been natural? It's different. Yeah. It's the same thing. Is you know uh, obviously uh, it's the same thing, but just different terminology and uh, different ways of saying things. And but once you know, I just I ask a lot of questions if I don't know something. So but it's gonna be easy for me to figure out things and get right back on track. So what is the process for learning it? Like is you going on like reciting it? Like what do you what do you kind of do to kind of memorize it? Being on the field. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, you could be in the classroom, but a lot of guys learn differently. Uh, me, I'm when I'm out there, if I make a mistake, then I correct myself right then and there, and I ask the coach why you said this or said that, and then he'll explain to me, and then it's just I jot it down, and I won't do the same mistake twice. So it's basically just being out there and, and getting a feel for it. Anybody in particular that you've been talking to and leaning on for help? All the guys, you know. Um, today I was out there talking to all the guys. Um, I got a couple of plays in out there, and you know when I was out there, I'm 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 a loud vocal person, especially on the field. Like if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know somebody will correct me, otherwise I'm right. You know, but <laughs> but I was out there being vocal, and and you know it, this is a football. You got to talk out there. So those guys are doing a perfect job talking and you know filling in. And, and if I if, if I wasn't certain of something, you know they told me no, it's this, and we talk it out before the play, and then we get right to it. As far as I you know, and, and this is the thing, I, and people ask me before, uh, will he play Sunday is the question. I think he'll get in there and play for the Saints. I think they'll roll him out. And pretty much JPP is will be just the guy that gun, he, he has to create uh, some disruption for the Saints. And you got Granderson, you got Cam, and you can see them mixing JPP in there. I mean, this guy been doing what he's been doing for years. Now, he's in his middle 30s right now. We're not expecting him to be JPP of five years ago. You know, when the Saints should have went out and got a guy like this, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just go out and spend the money to get somebody that's going to do something. You know, eventually this is the mode of the Saints to eventually get some of these guys in their later years. And hopefully they can squeeze out three or four sacks from JPP before the end of the year. And he turns some stuff into something. But he's fresh. He's not worn down. You know, he played last year with the Ravens. He waited all the way to the halfway portion of the year. So he had that going for him. He's 100% healthy. And I think he helps. And I'm not counting on him to be the JPP of yesteryear with him tearing it up. But I think he does come in and help because JPP is good. You know, he's he'll be relied upon if they use him. Unlike what we see happening with Jimmy Graham, by the way. We got Jimmy Graham, who's obviously could help the Saints offense. He's a six foot six uh, target who catch who catch the balls that Derek Carr throw at seven foot 
uh, phantom players every game. He'll actually get up there and, and go up there and catch the ball, especially in the red zone. You know, we don't see him playing at all. So, I mean, hopefully we can, and, and we say hopefully, because it really won't change because there is no change. They're not announcing anything. They just keep doing the same thing, thinking, hey, we do it better. If we do the same thing over and over again, but we do it better, we're going to call that change. No, you something's not right. You can't keep doing that stuff because obviously, one, they don't like those, those plays. It is something wrong with them. You need to focus on the plays that actually work, the ones that were consistent, consistently working over time. And that's both for the defense and offensive side of things. That we got a very expensive offense with a very expensive quarterback that people are going to want to see some results from. We have a good running attack when we use it, but the offensive line is a major issue, which is why I was preaching that the Saints should have went out and gotten a fullback as opposed to using our big nose tackle as a fullback. That's cool and novel. In red uh, or in goal line situations, we bring out our nose tackle to be a fullback. But what about between the 20s? Well, we can actually use a fullback to block in front of Elvin Kamara so he can get to the second level of defenses. You know, it's just it, and the thing is, where's the imagination with that? Even if you are a even I, I can't even Arthur Smith would do that. He would utilize his fullback. He would use the fullback in front of a Bajan Robinson or a Tyler Algier, he would actually use that because he understands the power of the power eye formation. When you know how to utilize it, can bring you a lot of success. And the Saints are gifted enough to use a very good power eye formation with a fullback, but the Saints don't use it. They got a fullback on the roster, but they don't use them, which is one of the things in the Minnesota game that I kind of pinpointed on is that they activated that damn tight end and then didn't even use the dude and then cut Keith Kirkwood in a game where they needed Keith Kirkwood. They had A.T. Perry out there, and credit A.T. Perry went out there, got him a touchdown, he made a few catches, but he had some drops that we really needed to have happened. If Keith Kirk was out there, he would have made a few of them, you know, them plays. I don't even, I don't even know if A.T. Perry would have played if Keith Kirkwood was available. He probably wouldn't have. But we did put Keith Kirkwood in the street. We waved him, and they brought him back. And then they re-signed Prentice for what? What are we going to do? You don't use the man. Cut him. Get a spot from somebody else. Get another running back. You know, if you, I just don't like having spots on this team that we don't use. And a fullback spot, the Saints don't utilize the fullback enough. In concept, they should, but they don't. That's the point. The point is only use what you, you have to fully use everything that you got to win. And if you're not doing that, then you are jackass. You, you, you are playing. You're messing around. You're not serious about what you're doing. You know, and it's to me, it's absolutely crazy. And back, you know what, for them to have a fullback on the active roster that they don't even use. They don't even use the dude. I don't get that, man. I've been talking about that for I don't know how long. And they, they simply, we got him off the IR. We activate him. Say, cool. They got a fullback. Now, let's see if we use them. No fullback. Elvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, all running naked. They're all running into the into, <laughs> into the holes, and they're meeting up with Jordan Hicks. I'm like, it would be pretty cool if you had a fullback to blow that linebacker up so Elvin Kamara can get to the third level of the defense. It would be pretty cool. We don't see it because they don't even think about it, man. I'm like, dude, how do we have a fullback we never use? Cut the damn dude and bring somebody we do use. 
You know, it's just ridiculous, man. So at the end of the day, it is what it is. Night Ward, Larry, how you doing, sir? Happy Thanksgiving to you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, Falcons have better con- uh, conference record than the Saints. We should give them the tie break. We got to beat these guys, bro, and I think we will. All right, happy holidays to you, 504 Doc. Much love, fam. Appreciate you. Clint, shout out to you as well. Thank y'all for being here. Yeah, but this is the thing. The Cowboys are playing good ba- a good playing basketball. I'm thinking Pelicans. We playing, they're playing good football. They're playing real confident football at home. They're actually taking the energy of being at home and playing. They're actually utilizing all of their wide receivers, Galloway, uh, I mean, not Galloway, Gallup, uh, Cooks, who we used to have, and C.D. Lamb is absolutely ridiculous. And Prescott is having a good, a good series. He's having a good year. He's finding his people. They're running the ball. They're blocking. They look cool. They look, they look good. And they are a contender. They're playing with confidence. The defense is knocking your block off. You can't hold the ball very long because they put pressure on you. They'll bring you down. They got heavy hitters. They got speed. They got it all. Their secondary is playing with a lot of confidence. And that's guy, they got guys that hurt in the Saints and the, and the Cowboys still playing with confidence. Malik Hooker was out there. I was saying the Saints need to sign Malik Hooker. We didn't get Malik Hooker. Hooker was good when the Colts picked him up. They just didn't know how to utilize him. The Cowboys got him in there on a cheap prove-it deal. He won a contract, and look how he balling for him in the secondary. It's all about vision and knowing what you can do with these people. But the Saints don't have any vision. They don't have no vision, and they need to and, – and, and like I said, I just want to see them – because I know they're not going to change unless they're forced to. But I just want to see more consistent football, which more than likely I'm not being negative. I'm just being real. You're going to see an up and down team. They'll beat the the Falcons and lose to the the Lions. The Lions coming off a loss Thanksgiving. Uh, They lost to the Green Bay Packers, who also beat us. We had them 17 to nothing. We let them score 18 points in 11 minutes. Remember that? Should have won that game. But they lost to Green Bay today. And Green Bay is turning into a nice little squad. They got some talent. They, you know, you can't never put down a really a young good coach like Matt LaFleur is a dude since he's been in Green Bay he knows how to run offense people respect him he's a leader he got the Green Bay Packers believing they went in there in Detroit and they kicked their tails on Thanksgiving and the Green Bay defense was doing anything and and the offense was doing anything and it was able to get a dub Detroit's going to be kind of pissy about it because Detroit is going to fly down to New Orleans after you know two weeks from now or a week from now and they're going to take on the Saints pissed off after the, the Thanksgiving game. How you think that's going to go? So, I mean, in the end, that's that's what I'm preparing myself for, up and down team, because that's the mentality and the mindset of the head coach. He doesn't – Where's when the last time he disciplined somebody? Set them down because they was doing something wrong. He don't do that. You just sit up there and look and make excuses at the end of the game and talk about we need to be better, we need to make changes, and changes never come. He did this dude he the exact opposite of Cook, of Sam Cook. A change is gonna come, not if Dennis Allen running the ship. All right. So anyway, you heard that that we heard from them. But throw if you got some questions, fam, let me get ready to get out on that on this Thanksgiving special. You got got a few questions, feel free to throw them in the chat. I just think at the end of the day, uh, we're gonna pre like I said, uh, me and Logan pop up later about nine o'clock central time. We'll preview the Saints and Falcons matchup tonight. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, and we'll keep it going, but it'll be interesting to see how all of it is going to go. Thank you, Prophet. I want to say thank you very much for buying a car knowing it's going to break down. <laughs> Well, he got beat up pretty bad. That car has several accidents. People then T-boned it, ran into it, and broke it, and smashed it. The the all the 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 frame on it is dented. You know, if you want to talk about car analogies, bro, and how he's been in several accidents, this he's been beat up pretty good. You know, you might need to total that car because yeah, he, I think the frame has been on it. I mean, he got hit up pretty good, man. He got hit up pretty good. The Green Bay slammed down. Uh, the, the concussion that he got hit and, you know, uh, you know, it's the fact that he got to know how to get out of danger, man. Even when the play, remember the play when he scrambled and fell forward, tripped up two yards, five, uh, short of the first down. He was running. I'm just, I was just happy he didn't fumble the ball away because he was running and holding the ball like a loaf of bread. He was holding it out like he was going to throw it and you were well beyond the, 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 the <laughs> he was beyond the, line of scrimmage. You was beyond the line of scrimmage. You ain't going to fool anybody with that. And if somebody would hit him, that ball would have came out. So, yeah, I don't know if I want him to run, man. I don't know if he knows how to tuck that ball. All right, Black Preachers man said DA disciplined Jameis for talking about him. Yeah, he just simply just didn't play him, bro. That's how he did Jameis. He didn't play Jameis. He didn't. He simply didn't. He didn't say nothing to Jameis. He just didn't play him. That's what happened. And I, and I did say that last year, fam. Thank you for the super chat, bro. I want to say thank you. Thank you, Black Preacher Man. Uh, Tuck says, have we signed Leonard? No, no Shaq Leonard. We need him on the field Sunday. Don't, don't hold your horses on that. Don't don't hold up thinking about you're going to get that guy. You're not going to get. <laughs> I'd be really surprised if we got Shaq Leonard, man. I'd be real. I don't think the Saints going to end up with Shaq Leonard, to be honest, which I, I would be surprised. I would say a no to that. That would make too much sense for us to end up getting Shaq Leonard. Uh, that would be astro. That would be a huge move for the Saints defense. That would pump a lot of energy into the Saints defense because I don't think the Saints have a a, a a player at his position that 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 can do that. Now we do have, well, we got uh we got a few players there. We got a Demario and a but that dude's a different type of player altogether, altogether. And I don't that'll that'll make too much sense for the Saints to talk about getting. Him, I don't. I would not hold your. I wouldn't hold yourself to that. I wouldn't wait there waiting for that to happen. I don't think that's going to go on. I uh, shout out to WMG. He said, I hate to admit it, but the Cowboys, the Cowboys, bro. I'm gonna keep it real. Cowboys have been playing good football. That's what they do. You know, they've been playing really good football. They believe in the scheme. Uh, he they're fully utilizing their talent. 
The quarterback is getting the ball to the skilled receivers. The running back is running, but the, the line is blocking where he's hitting the holes with confidence. He's picking up nine and eight, nine yards just in the Thanksgiving day. You've seen Paula picking up eight, nine yards, a chunk. You know, when the last time you seen, well, we've seen Elvin Kamara average almost five yards a play in the nine times he ran against the Minnesota Vikings, but the Saints went away from it. They got two one-dimensional in the second because they felt like we needed to catch up. But in the end, you know, we still fell short by several different things. You know, we couldn't move it. Not really excited about an offense led by Derek Carr because they don't the offense, even though he they say they do, they don't believe in Derek Carr. And on Derek Carr uh is not showing them enough of anything. You know, he's not showing them anything but overthrows, uh dysfunction, discommun dis you know, discommunication. Um, you know, it's just he not showing them enough consistently and that's what it if you want him to do anything be consistent at it you know and, and he's consistent at being inconsistent that's that's all i could basically say is that's pretty much what Derek carr is and enough so he's an inconsistent starting quarterback that's why his numbers look like what they are he's with all the talent that he has man this team should be a top five offense but he's inconsistent he's inconsistent because he's not confident in the offensive line and line and it's a lot of stuff the offensive line is not very good, man. It's not. And I look at it on film. They when you roll screens out, they be they miss blocks on screens. James Hurst did it. McCoy did it. When you roll out a screen, it'd be three offensive linemen in front of Kamar. You thinking it's going to get him at least 15 to 30 yards, and then they don't block anybody. And a guy shoots past there and tackles Elvin Kamar. Happened several times in the Minnesota Viking game. How we rolling screens with three linemen in front of Kamara and Kamara gets tackle the guy uh pete doesn't uh make the block or is um uh, mccoy blows the block and let the and let the guy just let's just runs right past him and he goes in there and tackles kamara <laughs> i mean it's just like how 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 old are these guys how long have you been you're not new to what they're doing it's the same stuff peyton ran but it's a difference because peyton would fuss at you peyton would cuss you out Peyton would get on you. If you are a big lineman making all this money and you running past guys you're supposed to block, Sean Peyton wouldn't have that. Pete Carmichael ain't fussing at nobody, despite what Jamal Williams said earlier in the year. They're not scared of these guys because there is no leadership. There is nobody forcing these guys' feet to the fire. There's no guys threatening to bench these guys and benching them when they don't do what they're supposed to do. And that, and, and, and it, that tells. That's why I said it's an up and down 50-50 team. Cowboys look good against mediocre or bad teams, but any team like the Eagles or the 49ers give them problems. Hell, that'll give us problems, Willie. Yeah, B. Kind says, uh, Reddick passes unseen. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. You have to be some of the passes, car throws, you have to be seven feet tall to catch them. That's why I say you might as well put Jimmy Graham in there. That's the close you got. <laughs> Jimmy was six, 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 seven. He jumps up, he can get that. You know, so maybe we need to get him involved. But anyway, listen, fam, I'm going to get out on that. Listen, man. We'll be back uh, later on today. We'll do the Saints Falcons preview. Uh, listen, I want to thank everybody, man, for the support. Uh, shout out to the entire Who That Nation. Uh, happy birthday. Happy Who That birthday to be kind. Shout out to you, brother. Appreciate you. And shout out to the fam. Appreciate all of the support that you guys have been given. Uh, happy Saints giving, as I call it. Big up to all the fam. Hope y'all guys had a fantastic holiday today. And uh, for the rest of your holiday weekend, man, enjoy it, man. And kick back if you uh if you
you can. I know most of y'all probably can't move right now. Y'all kind of all got the itis and y'all just, <laughs> just laid up. Listen to me. I try not to eat too much so I can do this broadcast. So I don't. <laughs> but yeah, man, listen, I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all feel free to check out the community section. We got uh, for the pro shop. We got an unbelievable sale going on on all pro media merch is 30 even up to 30 to 40 percent off right now for our black friday sale so if you wanted to get something to support the platform our fire da merch is available our no excuse merch is available we got some other stuff the who that's the some of the classic stuffs like the dat slap all that stuff is available when uh women men children all that stuff is i mean we got a lot of merch man to be going we had the pro shops for like two or three years now so it's it's thousands of products on there from anywhere from bed linen to clothing, all kind of stuff, man, we got on there. So coffee mugs, all that y'all can check all that out. The links is in the description section below. Simply go to the community page and check it out. I mean, some really good sales going on 30 to 40% off right now. So it'd be a good time to support the platform. So with that being said, I'm getting out on that. Now I'll see y'all guys a little later when we do the preview of the saints and the Falcons with big low, much love to the fam who that and I'm out. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma. It's Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network.
WhoThatDaily.com. That's right, the WhoThatDaily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing news. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, WhoThatDaily.com is your site. The WhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. Right, the Pro Shop is the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link in the description section below. Remember, it helps the platform continue to grow. Check out the Pro Shop and who that's it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.